0: So all this month we are comparing um, scriptures from from different cultures, from different religions. And today I wanted to speak about this passage from the Tao that I just read. Did you, did it kind of remind you of anything? Here's a similar passage from Ecclesiastes chapter three. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war, a time of peace. And here's the part the song doesn't cover. God has made everything beautiful in its time and also has put eternity into our minds, though still we cannot understand what God has done from the beginning to the end. And then the prophet says, I know there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy life as long as we live. Also that it's God's gift to us that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all our toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever, nothing can be added to it nor anything taken from it. Whatever was, is. Whatever will be, is. That's how it always is with God. So we know this and yet we forget. (laughs) We forget that we were not, we didn't come to this earth for everything to go smoothly at every moment. We didn't come to this earth to not feel any pain. That was the first of the Buddha's great awakenings was that there is suffering in this life. He actually said life is suffering. I prefer to say there is suffering in this life. You cannot avoid it. There is suffering in this life. And there is a way to overcome suffering. And that way is through being awake to all the love and wonder that there is, and to, as the Buddha probably would say, train your mind to focus on that which gives you peace, on that which allows you to, sh- to receive love and to give love, to focus your mind on that which heals, and to know that there are all kinds of healing. This is me, not Buddha. I have seen people healed who died from their disease. And I've seen people recover from disease who went on to live miserable lives. The point is we have choice. We have choice to the degree that we have choice. Stuff happens, that's really the message, stuff happens, I said stuff, y'all. And we get to choose how we experience that stuff. Do we experience it wide open and willing to feel whatever pain there is so that we can also extract whatever love and joy and peace there is as well? Because when we hold ourselves off from pain, we hold ourselves off from the whole thing. We cannot build a permeable wall. People try it all the time. I tried it. It doesn't work. You either let it all in or you don't let it all in. And as Khalil Gibran says in The Prophet, then you will laugh, but not all your laughter. And you will cry, but not all your tears. And so I think these two passages are talking about being in a place in life where you can understand that the world does what the world does. And... We can be open to laughing all our laughter, crying all our tears. Not pre-crying the tears that might happen tomorrow. Anybody do that? (laughs) Oops, me. And not crying for things that are past and unrecoverable, which is different from grieving from loss. Right? So... um, The obvious parts of these that are exactly um, in parallel to one another is the Tao, time for being ahead, for being behind, for being in motion, for being at rest, for being vigorous, for being exhausted, from being safe to being in danger. There is a time for all of that. Can we deny it? We don't want to be in danger, but can we deny that many people in the world are in danger? We can't. And so this really, really wise, um, these two wise prophets, Lao Tzu, of, um, of legend anyway, says the master sees as they are, things, sees things as they are without trying to control them, without trying to control them. And the prophet says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. And there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy as long as we live. Because we cannot see. We cannot see. We can't understand what God has done from beginning to end. We don't see the whole puzzle. The puzzle is infinite. And our piece is like this. So we look at that piece. We look at what that piece looks like today. And we make an assumption about it whole world's going to hell in a handbasket, or I'm having a good day, so everything's right, and I don't want anybody to bring me down. It's all, there's room for all of it. There's room for all of it. Nothing is unwelcome. Can you say that? Inside yourself, nothing is unwelcome. If today is the day that I need to mourn, then I shall mourn. But if joy happens in my morning, then I shall experience that joy to its fullest. And what I have discovered in life is that it's never only one thing. It's always an and, it's never an or. Always an and, never an or. So if we start to live, to reside in the center of the circle, to let... The world go its own way and to reside in the center of the circle. What that means to me is the world turns and we can either go out and get on the far edges of the wheel and get smashed around, boom, 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 or we can stay in the center and watch and participate as the world turns but not be moved from the place of truth, which is the place of peace, which is the place of unconditional love, which is the place of God. That's what I call it, the place of God. In Ecclesiastes, it says, I know there is nothing better than to be able to be happy and enjoy. And also that it is God's gift to us that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in our toil. Ooh, interesting word. Not take pleasure in our groovy, happy days, although that's okay too, but take pleasure in our toil. In other words, We don't get to decide necessarily what happens, but we get to decide how we experience it. I can unload the dishwasher with resentment and anger. I can unload it with boredom and apathy. Or I can unload it with joy, knowing that it is evidence that I have dishes. I have a dishwasher. I have a house that that dishwasher is in. I have people to feed that eat off those dishes, and I have food to put on those plates. Have you ever unloaded the dishwasher like that? (laughs) Make that your assignment for this week. Put away the dishes with gratitude for what they stand for for what they stand for. Because I think this is where new thought, um, people in new thought sometimes go off the rails. The new thought is we absolutely have dominion over our experience of life. I don't believe we get to tell life exactly what to do. I believe we have a lot, of in, uh, a lot of influence. I believe that we are powerful attractors of good. I also believe that if we hold good in our minds, then we're going to see good out there. Is that because good appears suddenly? Or is that because our eyes are different? When we see through the eyes of love, when we see through the eyes of possibility, when we see through the eyes of gratitude, then we get to a point where we understand it's okay that there's a time to mourn and a time to rejoice. That there is a time of war and it's not just war in the world, y'all. It's war in here and it's war between us and them, whoever the them is that can be a huge thing or that can be your fight with your spouse. If you wanna be happy, don't them your partner. (laughs) Don't make them them. Simply remember that you're actually on the same team regardless of what you're arguing about. Think about that for a minute. What if you stopped during an argument and went, oh, we're actually on the same team here. (laughs) Both of us want us to be happy. Both of us want us to have good in our lives. Just little ways of changing how we see. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do a little confession here. I went to bed last night with a very heavy heart. And I woke this morning with a very heavy heart. And I was writing in my journal, doing my meditation and what I wrote in my journal was something like, I'm supposed to be pre- bringing people up. How can I do it when I'm so down? This hurts, it hurts. I got the news about someone's uh, death yesterday or he, in hospice, imminent death. And, um, and he's young and he has kids. And he's a good, good person and his wife is a good, good person. And I'm heavy about that and I'm heavy about Ukraine. And I'm heavy about people in this world in this country who have an excess of everything and use it thoughtlessly while other people have barely enough or not enough. I'm heavy about that. And I can bring myself back to the place, which is what, here's the deal y'all, I talk to God and then God talks to me. I don't know if you know, know that it works that way, but you can do that. You can talk and then get quiet and listen for what the answer is. And the answer that came to me surely, not just through my journaling, but through a friend texting me, was that it's okay. However you're feeling, it's okay. And you're not alone. And this too shall pass. And then some other bummer will take its place. And there's a lot to enjoy and that too will pass and some other joy will take its place. We tend to believe as finite humans that there's only, that whatever is happening now is what's gonna happen forever. And then we get in that mindset and we don't see what's actually going on. So I believe this is what these scriptures are trying to tell us about. In Ecclesiastes, it said, I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it nor anything taken from it. The Tao says, this world is sacred. It can't be improved. If you tamper, you'll ruin it. If you treat it like an object, you'll lose it. In Ecclesiastes, it says, whatever is, whatever was, is, whatever will be, is, that's the way it is with God, always. And in the Tao, it says, the master sees things as they are without trying to control them, lets them go their own way and stands in the center of the circle. Now, the Tao, when it's talking about the master, is talking about the spiritual master, someone who has an inkling of the truth of how this world works. So spiritual mastery is to stand in the center of the circle and feel the pain and feel the pleasure and take pleasure in our toil and enjoy every joy that comes our way and grieve whenever we need to and stop judging the world as wrong. What if there's nothing wrong? Like the song said, what if there's nothing wrong? What if your blessings come through the rain? What if their healing only comes through your pain? What if your sleepless nights are the only thing that makes you turn to God? What if Every time you pass through a trial in this life, you are learning something that can bring you to more joy, that can bring you to more fully experiencing the joy that is already there for you. I'm going to read on. In the Tao, it says, If you don't realize the source, you stumble in confusion and sorrow. When you realize where you came from, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, and dignified as a king. Hmm. What it says in Ecclesiastes is, in the end, does it really matter what anyone does? God has given us a lot to do. Busy work, mostly. That's what it says in the message translation. Stuff to be busy with in our lives. And we all end up in the same place. We all came from dust. We all end up as dust. Nobody knows for sure that the human spirit rises to heaven or that the animal spirit sinks into the earth. So I made up my mind that there's nothing better for us men and women than to have joy in whatever we do. Because who knows if there's anything else to life. I believe, I believe there is more to life. And even if I believe there is more to life, what good comes from my torturing myself, from your torturing yourself? If you're grieving, if there's a loss, if there's something that you are bereft about, ask yourself, can I do anything about it? Is it within my control? And by golly, if it is, I invite you to get up and do something about it. There are things we can do, But make no mistake, simply being a being full of love and joy and greeting the world that way adds to the energy of love and peace and joy in the world. And that is not nothing. That is, to me, better than running around trying to do things and keeping this... Nobody's doing it right! i got to go fix them all! Just saying that, because that's who I am sometimes. (laughs) They're not doing it right. i got to fix them. Really? I could fix maybe me. (laughs) Good luck with that. There's no one else that I can fix. No one else. And if I truly believe that God is love and we are one, then what am I... What do I think needs fixing? Can I stand in the center of the circle and receive what is good? When you realize where you came from, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused. Ecclesiastes, there is nothing better to do than go ahead and get the most you can out of life. Get the most you can out of life. So I know you've heard this scripture a million times. To everything there is a season and a time, to every purpose under heaven. When I say those words, I hear the birds. To everything. (laughs) Not necessarily the birds in the sky, but the B-Y-R-D-S, the birds. I hear David Crosby and the guys. What if... This week, what if your assignment this week was two things? When you start to feel down, when you start to feel overwhelmed by the world, as I sometimes do, bring it back in. Say, I am in the center of this circle. I can choose to run out on the edge and be tossed about by every wind, by every wind, or I can choose to stand in the center of the circle and ask if there's something that is mine to do. And if I can't think of what is mine to do, I can hold the space for the peace. I can hold the space for the joy. I can be loving in all my activities today. And that's basically what Jesus was saying. Love, don't just love what's good. Love what doesn't seem good to you because you are not the judge of what's good. You are not the judge. And when he said judge not lest he be judged, I don't think he meant don't go around judging because other people are going to judge you. I think what it meant is what we try to hold other people to in our minds is what we torture ourselves with. You ever thought about that? The standard that we try to enforce on other people, there's something within us that won't let us Rest, now we might not do anything about the standard of ourselves. We might tell ourselves, yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm fine, I'm above all that. I'm, you know, we know there's a lot of megalomania in the world. But I believe that beneath that is always that voice that says, yeah, keep talking loud. You know who you are. You know what's real. You know what's fair, but I would say this. Underneath that, I know who I am, is this truth that many of us do not know who we are, and that's the problem. We were made in the same perfection as the world. That God that created the heavens and the earth and all of the beauties of the mountains and the waters and trees, made us. We are as important as anything. We are not less important, nor are we more important. And people who try to make themselves more important are the people who feel less important. I know this to be an absolute truth, so when I go out into the world if I can remember that when people annoy me, Bob and I were talking about it on the drive here in traffic. I was saying that the tinted windows on his truck, this guy flipped me the bird the other day, and I sent him the peace sign. (laughs) And I thought he probably couldn't see the peace sign because the windows are tinted. And he was like, why did somebody send you the bird? And I was like, well, it was my fault. I I was like, my bad. (laughs) Peace, brother. Um, But we were talking about the fact that What, how little respect one must have for oneself when one can take a move in a car or a random word or someone cutting in line or looking at you funny as such disrespect that you feel like you have to act out about it. And I didn't use that to judge him. I I used that to judge myself. Where are the places that I get? or the places that I think they're not doing it right. So, this week, your assignment, unload the dishwasher or do some other menial task with the assignment to yourself to make it as joyful as possible. And here's a hint, use gratitude. That helps better than anything else. And when something bad happens, remember, and something good happens too. There's a time and a season for every purpose and nothing is wrong. Can you believe that? Because I tend to, I forget, I forget, I think, I believe in God, I believe God is absolute love, absolute, the energy of love, that's what God is. I believe that we are all one in that love. And yet, when I unload something from the dishwasher that still has oatmeal stuck to it because it wasn't rinsed out before it was put in the dishwasher, I can lose all of that oneness and love in a a second, in a second. Poor Bob, I'm always, yeah, poor Bob. So. What if nothing was wrong? What if that oatmeal was supposed to be there? And I was supposed to put that bowl in the sink and soak it for a very long time and get out a hammer and chisel and get the oatmeal (laughs) off of it. What if? And that's all we really have to do. We don't have to convince ourselves that it is true. We can let in the possibility that everything is just all right.